1: are listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD.
2: Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 444 of Linux in the Hamshack. This is our short topics episode, and so we are glad you could join us tonight. And we hope you have had a great couple of weeks. We haven't been recording lately, but we're back uh, right before we go on vacation. <laughs> so, yeah, because that's how we roll. But anyway, before we jump into our short topic, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I'm Russ K5TUX.
0: I'm Cheryl W5MOO.
2: And I'm Bill N4RD. All right, so to that topic of going on vacation we should probably let you know that as of the next episode which will be episode number 445 that will be our year-end wrap-up episode which is what we're going to be doing sort of in place or in conjunction with a deep dive i don't know if we'll have a topic or not but usually on those year-end wrap-up shows we have a roundtable discussion where we invite listeners to come on board and chat with us or just listen or give us insights or just talk about whatever they want to talk about so if you're one of those folks who doesn't mind talking into a microphone and since you're all or mostly all ham radio operators you should (laughs) but if you have a microphone and a headset and uh, the ability to connect to mumble or discord i guess oh how are we going to do that i guess Uh, it has to be mumble right
3: uh it could be either or i think we've done it on discord before and it was okay but we could do it either way. It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, well, we'll we'll figure out and let you know before the next episode happens, which, you know, is soon, because <laughs> <laughs> it records on Thursday. So, yeah. So anyway, yeah, get, your, get your yeah. stuff ready. We'll make sure everyone's aware of how they're going to have to connect, whether it's Mumble or Discord or whatever, and then we'll all have a good time and go about our merry way for the end of the year, because December 16th will be our last recording until January 6th. So we take a little break or whatnot, and uh just enjoy the holidays and the end of the year and the new year and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if I have anything else to say about that. Anybody else have anything they want to contribute to that before we move on into our regular scheduled topics?
3: No, no, I look forward to it. It's always a good, good conversation. So it'd be great.
2: Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So please join us if you have the ability to, and uh, the the uh, inclination, we would love to have you for our roundtable discussion and talk about all the things that happened in 2021. Yeehaw. <laughs> such a great year that works <laughs> uh, but anyway let's go ahead and move on into our first set of topics which is amateur radio based and we'll let bill go ahead and run through the first one okay
3: well let me uh zoom in my screen here because i didn't do that beforehand
2: but hey yeah it's uh, the ardc
3: grant will expand our rm hams five gigahertz microwave network in the rockies Wow, that's a that's a big topic. A grant of uh, $374,233 And 22 cents. No, just kidding. Uh, From from the amateur radio digital communications, ARDC, to the Rocky Mountain Ham Radio, RM Ham, will uh, go towards expanding multi-state 5 gigahertz microwave network to help outfit communication trailers. The microwave network enables partnering amateur radio clubs and groups to access and enable or expand their repeater and other FCC Part 97 appropriate applications. Uh, The network provides 50 to 100 megabits per second of bandwidth and is managed and monitored by a dedicated network operations team. Uh, Sorry. Uh, In quotes, amateur radio organizations across Colorado and New Mexico leverage the infrastructure to enable their own repeater and IP capabilities that would otherwise be difficult or prohibitively expensive to achieve, RM Ham said. And that came to us from the ARRL. So more of that fancy fancy, uh, ARDC money going to uh
2: projects around the uh the u.s i know we're gonna have to figure out sorry i'm uh, gonna have to figure out something we can get them to spend money on before they throw it all away on these actually deserving projects yeah so, yeah we need uh, a couple <laughs> of uh
3: you know some, 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 uh, pork pork projects that's what we need <laughs> yeah right <laughs> gonna have
2: a little uh, government waste yeah 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 exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on, we have another topic ham radio single sideband transceiver fits in pocket. I thought they already had these. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, talking about this Chinese ham transceiver requires a veritable flurry of acronyms. Oh, our favorite Uh, HF, SSB, QRP, and SDR to start with. Paul, who's Paul? Whoever wrote this?
3: Some YouTuber. -er. some,
2: Some Paul guy. Does a nice job of unboxing the rig and checking it out. Oh, he did an unboxing video on YouTube. No one's ever done that before. The radio is a clone of a German project and provides all well, the, ger- the Chinese are ripping off the Germans now. I guess it's just not limited to the U.S., right? So, <laughs> Well, actually, didn't they, uh, didn't they steal, like, BMWs and stuff like that? Aren't they making clones of, like, cars and everything else over there? Sure. I, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, the radio is a clone of a German project and provides a low-power radio with a rechargeable battery. You can see his video about the gear below. Well, no. <laughs> Probably linked in the show notes, but yes, yes of uh, single sideband is an odd choice for a low power operation. Although we, those at Hackaday who wrote the story, wonder if you couldn't feel digital feed digital data in using a mode like PSK31 that has good performance at low power. There are several variations of the radio available, and they cost generally less than two hundred bucks, sometimes quite a bit less. There isn't much on the front of the radio. There are a few buttons, a rotary encoder, and an LCD, along with a speaker and microphone built in. There are ports for power to run the radio if you want to not use the battery in a separate port for battery charging. There are also ports for a key, external microphone and speakers, and audio connections that look like they work for digital modes. According to commenters, the radio doesn't have an internal charging circuit, so you have to be careful what you plug into the charging port. Looking inside, the radio looks surprisingly well made. Okay. Towards the end of the video, you can see the ham ra- uh, see the radio make some contacts, too. Looks like fun. This is a bit pricey for Dan Maloney's, whoever Dan Maloney is, $50 ham series, but not by much. You might borrow an antenna idea from him, at least. If you prefer something more analog, grab seven transistors and build this SSB transceiver, which will be linked in the show notes <clears throat> by way of the story that we're talking about.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I know you're wondering why did I even put this in hey, why here? Why did it you put this seems, in? Seems it seems like an advertisement, right? It does. Well, that's what I felt too, and I was looking at Hackaday for stories, and then I, I saw this one. And I'm like, okay, I, I actually did see a video about this transceiver, and then I looked at you know all the stories that got tagged for ham radio and it looks like a lot of the stories are sort of all advertisements now for products and i thought that was interesting that i didn't know a hackaday was basically a bunch of hacks <laughs> 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 Trying to pilfer a, uh, or bring this, uh, this story out here as almost like a native advertising or something like that. It's like, oh, look at this. This is so cool. Is, I can build the radio. Oh, wait, no, I buy this off of eBay for 200 bucks. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> know, I was like, I, I yeah, I didn't get it. I really I didn't get it. So that's why I put it in here as the ham radio story. Also because there's not really a lot of stuff going on. Um and yeah, this is just a uh a sad little little Chinese radio, um uh, knockoff clone. That you know, it's okay, you know. It's it's kind of neat that it has, uh, you know, single sideband. I think you can actually talk right into it. It has a microphone pickup on it and stuff like that. But it's not like it's open source or some kind of project that's shared, you know. I didn't get much details on the uh the actual original project, uh, the original German rig that this is based off of. Um but uh yeah, I'm assuming it's much like the uh what was it the M599 or something like that discovery that's also like a knockoff of somebody else's project in the UK. Um seems that, you know, if somebody has an idea and publishes it somewhere, it's gonna be on Alibaba Express or whatever, whatever that's called. AliExpress. <laughs> Express, AliEx- yeah. Yeah, AliExpress before the end of the week. <laughs> someone's, so gonna, someone's gonna AliBaba is it. where you buy your magic carpets.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> sorry about that.
3: <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that I just I just thought it was odd. I thought like Hackaday actually had like stories where people build things and share their crazy ideas of novel ways to do stuff with uh, the technology. But I guess not anymore. I guess they throw in a few of these uh, advertising advertising things in the
2: storylines now. So uh, I guess that's what you can expect. <laughs> that's why the so the word hack and Hackaday is actually like a double entendre. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> totally. They makes were more. Sense. They were even more clever than we thought. So. <laughs> all right so anyway moving on let's uh, switch over to some topics in the am- uh, the M. Am- i don't even know what word i was going for there the open source world <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be one of those nights apparently so anyway the first one here is about our favorite new x windows environment or x windows server rather wayland and bill's going to tell you all about the latest release yeah, and uh,
3: this has been a a pretty heavy release month, actually. Uh, Wayland was just one that kind of popped up to the top of the list because it's the very first one I saw. Wayland one point two point zero or one point twenty point zero is released. Uh, this release contains the following major changes: FreeBSD support has been entirely upstreamed and has been added to our continuous integration system. The AutoTools build system has been dropped. Mason has replaced it. A few protocol additions the WL surface offset allows clients to update a surface's buffer offset independently from the buffer WL output name and description allows clients to identify outputs without depending on X D G output, unstable dash V one. I'm sure. Yeah. You wouldn't want to depend on anything that's listed as unstable uh, for a production product uh, in protocol definitions. Events have a new type attribute and can now be marked as destructors. That sounds cool. A uh, number of bug fixes, including race conditions when destroying proxies in multi-threaded clients. And, of course, we never have multi-threadedness anymore. Do we? No, I don't think so. Anyway. Yeah. And, of course, <laughs> that came from uh, the free free desktop mailing list. It's just one of those things that just popped popped right into my inbox, and, and it was up on top. Another kind of cool release uh, um, for those of you that follow Kali Linux. They have a new release out, too. So check that out uh, as a side. And there was something else that released. I can't remember. Uh, so much so much stuff coming out it's just you know it's a good time for technology and open source
2: yeah actually that reminds me that one of the talks i attended at olf this year <laughs> of the two of them that i went to <laughs> was about alma linux which was kind of neat they were talking all about how alma linux is like the next generation of CentOS. so yeah it was pretty groovy man and i'm sure that's going to be up on youtube here before too long if it's not already so moving on we have another story the european commission will make its software solutions open source for public benefit how nice the european commission has realized the benefits of open source and decided to make it didn't germany do this like 10 years ago or something (laughs) uh to make it these stories yeah yeah solutions open source the eu commission is known for its strong take on privacy and open source A year ago, they asked their staff to use Signal for messaging instead of WhatsApp. Now they plan to make their software solutions publicly accessible for the benefit of society. In other words, anything that the EU uses for its internal work will be made open source. Considering that the taxpayers pay for the operations and fund the software, the code should also be available to the public. This campaign, with the idea of enhancing transparency, has existed for several years now. And the European Commission seems to be respecting the idea, which is a good sign that should encourage other official organizations funded by public money to step up with the same initiative, U.S. government. Now, not just limited to that, the EU also realizes that investing in open source gives higher returns based on their recent study. The Commissioner for Budget and Administration, Johannes Hahn, Hahn, Hahn shared a statement. Johannes I kind of like that name. Sounds like it should be in a book shared a statement regarding the benefits of open source in the press release. Quote, Open source offers great advantages in a domain where the EU can have a leading role. The new rules will increase transparency and help the Commission, as well as citizens, companies, and public services across Europe benefit from open source software development. Pooling of efforts to improve the software and the co-creation of new features lowers costs for the society, as we also benefit from the improvements made by other developers. This can also enhance security as external and independent specialists check software for bugs and security flaws, end quote. When I hear something that says, lowers cost for the society, all I hear is socialism, like, in communist <laughs> Russia, you know, uh, these features benefit cost for society. <laughs> uh, to, I don't know, just just sounds very communist but <laughs> just, yeah um but no i i think this is a good thing um looks good and i do believe that uh, we read stories many years ago about germany open sourcing all of their government infrastructure as well so. Yeah,
3: and the, the U.S. government does, too. You can go to code.gov. Yes, yes to a gov. certain extent,
2: yes. Yeah,
3: they got the whole code.gov site. I was just looking on there, and the the last bit of open source news and events on there was from 2020. So, uh, yay, new president. Way to run this department. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get technology back in there, you know. I guess Yeah. I te- if, if,
2: yeah. <laughs> All right, very good. And, of course, that came from It's FOSS. So, and a link to the entire story will, of course, be in the show notes. So, very cool. All right, that means we come down to Linux in the Ham Shack, and we're going to talk about a project we almost never get through an episode without talking about somehow. <laughs> but this is the latest release of Wuzjix. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise known as wsjtx <laughs> so all right bill tell us what's a uh, new in wsjtx i don't even know if i'm using 253 i don't i, kind of yeah, I don't suspect
3: think uh, i'm not i haven't ran an update on mine so i don't know i am I probably will be later but we'll see uh yeah so this is wsjtx 2.5.3 ga general availability release is out uh on the website when 64 builds only uh, so Joe Taylor sent out a note to, uh, to the development uh, channel and said, Dear WSJTX users, as most of you know, we are mourning the recent death of our friend and colleague Bill Somerville, G4WJS, who since 2013 has contributed so much to the WSJT project. One of Bill's many WSJT related tasks was creating installation packages for Win32, Win64, Linux, and that includes Debian, Fedora, Raspberry Pi, etc., cetera, and macOS for each new program release. At present, we have a straightforward system for building the Win64 package, the best uh, choice for the majority of WSJTX users, but no systems in place for building Win32, Linux, or macOS packages. WSJTX 2.5.3 includes a feature of special interest, to uh, users who will enter the AWRL January VHF contest coming up in January, uh, for a benefit of those users, we have decided to release the WSJTX version 253 for Win64, even though we have not yet made pre-built packages for other operating systems. Oh, sorry, just a terrible cough. Uh, the new feature for the AWRL VHF contest is an enhanced macro facility. Or uh, TX messages aimed at making it easier to ask another station to QSY to a new band. Uh, the feature is described briefly in the user guide. Additional information will likely appear in the VHF contest related forums. So check that out if you're interested in that. Pre built packages for 132 Linux macOS will be added when we have created new means for creating them. Uh, 73 from uh, Joe, Steve, and Nico. So yeah, yeah, sad news about Bill Somerville. And uh, I've already seen a bunch of people reaching out uh, to help uh, fill that gap for uh, building those uh, installation packages, those deb's that you've probably been, you know, picking off the website, and and as so is everybody else in the 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 lazier Linux community, right? <laughs> Just go get the deb and install the
2: deb <laughs> off the website. Oh, that's um, that's perfect. Why is there not a lazy Linux distro? There there <laughs> needs to there needs to be.
3: Yeah, it's called Arch. <laughs> No, let some think other that's user figure out how to make it. No, <laughs> yeah, you figure that some other user figure out how to put it all together. And they put it in an AUR package for you, and then you just uh, click install. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, yeah, sad news. But, uh, yeah, new version out there for WSJTX. And, uh, maybe, you know, I don't know what type of, uh, setup that they use for maintaining the code. I mean, there's so many options out there with, like, GitHub actions and stuff like that. You could spawn off jobs to, uh, build packages inside of containers and, and throw them away after the uh, the builds done. So there's so many easy ways to get all that stuff automated nowadays with the, uh, you know, code commits and testing and stuff like that. There's, uh, there's probably no reason why they could not consider this an opportunity to look at uh, sort of automating a lot of that stuff uh, on commit. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, just not sure how they how they manage their code if they're still on subversion or something like that, where they're in a, in a platform that doesn't allow them to do uh, continuous integration and continuous deployments.
2: Right, well, it's unfortunate about <clears throat> what was it G4, WJS, Yeah, Bill. Um, but at least lucky for us, the source code is still available, so for those of us who can and do install from source, you can still get the latest version of this. You may just have to wait a little bit for any package versions that aren't Windows. But I imagine we'll have this straightened out in short order.
3: Yeah, yeah, like I say, there's been a lot of uh, traffic on the uh, on the channel for, uh, for the that particular gap to be filled so so hopefully uh hopefully that won't won't last very long
2: yep all right very good so new WSJTX with probably some new nifty niftiness and uh, otherwise looks exactly the same as it ever did so (laughs) um the one thing you can count on is the stability of the WSJTX interface all right well sadly we're getting down to the end of the year and we're also getting down to the end of when people actually apparently do stuff (laughs) that isn't somehow family and holiday related so our topics are a little bit light but that's okay we'll just carry on it means that you all will have a little more time to spend with your friends and family as well after listening to a uh, kind of shortened episode of linux in the ham shack but we do have one more thing we need to do before we get out of here and that's bring cheryl back on We, we can drag her away from her uh salesmanship And tell us about the social media roundup and who's uh, joined us over the past, well, what is it now, two and a half weeks? And uh, we have actually had quite a flurry of activity on the social media networks. So get ready to read this nice long list.
0: I I saw the list. It's it's quite (laughs) long. So I'll I'll do my best to not butcher too many names. So to start the list out for our Patreons, we have Reginald Addo, William Large, still, excuse me, Stephen Ness, Andy Cowley. a great start. Great start, yeah. (laughs) Andy Cowley, Gary Tibbetts, Bryce Johnston, David Scarfe, David Slaughter, Jim Lawson, Patrick Ang, Douglas Shock, Eric Guth, Brandon Rozak, John Spriggs, Robert Lewis, Robert Pitts, Douglas Redder, David, excuse me, David Jakeway, Darren King, Cubicle Nate, Erna Costala, Samuel Vimes, Peter Caffrey, Richard Gordon, Paul Griffith, Jonas Rulo, Donald Gover, Herb Garcia, Steve Saner, Steve Metcalf, William Heckelman, Randolph Smith, and Andy Webster. For our subscriptions, we have Vincent Martin, which is new. Welcome aboard. We have Bob Allberg, Paul Mooney, Chris DeLuca, Eric Muller, Carl Bacchus, Isaac Gere, Thomas Foy, Michael Braddock, Kevin Ivey, Tony Coberly. Ronald Icke, Johnny Kenzie, Peter Spots, Fred Cole, Bill Piotr, Jeffrey Boris, Robert Halliday, Wayne Hale, John Clark, Steve Hepler, Michael Jobling, Howard Dittmer, Todd Bowers, Michael Carey, A. Taylor, Dylan Engel, Jim McKenzie, Bill Collins, Robert Black, Darren King, Randolph Smith, Robert Yerke, Steve Yella, Alan Wilson, Ro- Mark Farrell, and Jeff Zimmerman. <sighs> okay. For Facebook, we have Victor Ford, Sandy McTaggart, Matt uh tempo Ken Campbell, Eric DB, HT Perry, and David A Johnson. For Twitter, we have at W0DHC, at Patio 3900, at Dirk JH, at Stephen Browning Two, at Marvelous Fayala, at M0TZX underscore Radio, and at Thunder. On YouTube, we have Chris Bradshaw. Gibral Eza, Bill Krauss, Lawrence Silverstein, uh, or JI Ivan, Dan N9BAV, Rob Shute, f 4 E E, Jocelyn in DS4 GzB on Discord I ha- uh, we have in the K6 DRL underscore Daryl, MM0 CJT and zs6kx underscore coos no one joined us on the mailing list and no merchandise sales
2: all right so i'm going to start a pool and we can all guess a date and we'll pick a prize for whoever gets closest to the episode that the subscription list goes vincent martin bob alberg yada 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 jeff Kat zimmerman (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> what when cheryl, when cheryl decides to throw in the towel and stop reading it's just goes, yeah it's just, it's just trust
0: me it's getting closer uh,
2: that's that's kind of where i thought yeah <laughs> it's like
3: reading a whole story just going through all those like two or three stories now yeah Jesus exactly it's,
0: yeah it's great
2: <laughs> luckily well, we was... only do this one episode out of three right yeah <laughs> right and, and we always do it at the very end so you can skip this part you know <laughs> totally yeah but if you want to hear your name, which apparently Steve did in the chat room, because he said he read his name perfectly, so I'm not sure which Steve. Uh, Steve Annes, I think was was that Steve. Maybe I don't know. I think he's one. Of, I think he's one of the newer Steve. We have a few Steves. So I'm fine. <laughs> uh, I need to light
3: a cigar here. Jesus, oh, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, hack it up. Hack it up yeah 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 <laughs> oh there you go yeah darren says you could just re- pre-record it and
2: play it back play at two times speed <laughs> and then the people who are listening <laughs> at two times speed will hear it at four times speed so yeah that might work
3: that'll I was, really uh... be trippy yeah
2: well steve said he listens to the show normally at one and a half times um, which is what i usually listen to podcasts at and my and uh this this is the first a podcast that he was able to listen to live so my inclination was to start reading things really slowly <laughs> so <laughs>
0: nice
2: yeah you know so- I, I i do that too i listen
3: to it fast but like i listen to a few live ones and i don't notice it so much when they're live but if i play them at one speed they sound terribly slow i don't know what yeah, the difference is whether if it's just live i'm just engaged because it's live or or yeah, it's just it's just psychological at that point. It's like oh, this is so slow. Why is that? Especially when you hear their intro music running really slow, you're like, what what's going? Oh, I didn't have it at I don't really listen at one point two now. I actually slowed my listening down because one point five was uh making me a
2: psycho. So back <laughs> back in the um early early to mid nineties, I had a job that required me to listen to media at double speed and sometimes even triple speed. Ugh. And so I had to do that eight hours a day every day. And so I would get home and like normal speech would be slow. I'm like, <laughs> just yeah. come on, say what you got to say. Speed up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was always fun. But all right. So anyway, that brings us down to the end of the show. And I think we had as much social media roundup as normal content, but that's okay. We did have some folks join us live tonight in the chat room who are with us. And, uh, being our peanut gallery and talking to us and giving us insights as we bring the show to you. We want to recognize them. We had Don KC9ZMY, Steve KJ5T, Darren VK60K, and Ted WA0EIR. Thanks everybody for being here. We appreciate it. And thank you to all of you who listen to the show and who join us on social media platforms and who subscribe to us and donate financially. We really appreciate all of that. And we really hope that we can get to see some of you all in may 2022 because so far it looks like hamvention will be a thing but we know come march something might change but in the meantime hang in there hope you have a great holiday season we do have one more episode coming up before we sign off for the year and come back on the 6th of january Um, but that is going to be our year-end roundup so if you have headphones and a microphone and want to join us please do that we'll give you all the deets here in the next couple of days and With that, let's go ahead and get on out of here. This has been episode number 444 of Linux in the Ham Shack. I'm Russ, K5TUX.
0: I'm Cheryl, W5MOO.
2: And I'm Bill, NE4RD73.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at urlbctsinfo Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page, at patreon.com stroke NHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage get in touch via social media we have a presence on discord facebook IRC twitter and youtube our IRC channel is hash NHS podcast on the freenode node network and the discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord you can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at one nine zero nine lhs show That's one 547 7469 Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or hamfest.